Let's give God a hand clap of praise. That hand clap was as if uh, I had just given you $10. But let's give God a hand clap of praise. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let's give God a hand clap of praise because he woke us up this morning. Let's give God a hand clap of praise because he woke us up in our right mind. Let's give God a hand clap of praise because guess what? We can see with our eyes, we can hear with our ears, and our blood is pumping warm through our blood. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for all that he has done for us. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be praised today. We're in the land of the living. We're here in America. We're able to worship freely. God has given us an opportunity to share love with each other. And he is worthy to be praised. Well, why can I say that? Or how can I say that? When I look at Psalms 150, it says something along the sixth stanza, the sixth verse. It says, let everything that has breath to praise the Lord. So if you can take a deep breath, I, I, I know some of you are scared of Rona. Oh, Corona, you know, they, they've changed the name to Rona. Uh, uh, some people may be afraid to take a deep breath. But I'm here to say to you that the Bible says, let everything that has breath to praise the Lord. So is there anybody in here breathing? I'm here to say that it's time for us to praise the Lord. So give God a hand clap of praise. I want to thank your pastor uh, for his leadership courage uh, by giving me an opportunity to come and to be here with you today. At this particular time in history, it takes courage to do some radical things. But did you not know that the people who are in the household of God have been known to do some things that are so outside of the box, the world does not even understand how and why we do it. But I'm here to say to you, your pastor has the leadership courage that we need for this time in history. And let's give him a hand clap of praise for his courage, for his leadership at this particular time. And I want to thank his lovely wife. I think she's at home with the grandkids. I know how that is because I have two of mine that are here today. Uh, they've been out of school just like everywhere else. And uh, uh, Blessed mothers and fathers who are at home with your children. You deserve a double portion from God right now. Those who don't have children at home don't understand what I'm talking about. Uh, and I also have with me my lovely wife uh, here today, uh, Barbara uh, Pitts Riley. Barbara Ann Pitts. I think y'all have a Barbara Ann Pitts here too. Uh, yeah, there she is right there. Not that Barbara Ann because her husband's sitting next to her. Uh, but Barbara Ann Pitts Riley, would you please stand and let's give her a hand clap of praise. Uh, she puts up with me. She helps me travel around the world and help me do the work that God has called uh, each of us to do. Of course, you heard me say I have my two grandchildren with me, Kyrie and Caleb. One of them will be a preacher.
and the other one's going to be a businessman. One's going to count the money, the other one's going to preach. One, and then I also have my son uh, with me, my uh, youngest son, Miles J., who just authored his first book. Uh, and this book is, uh, uh, it was a very interesting title. It was uh, What My Parents Say, uh, what, uh, basically what my parents say and specifically what it means to him. Now, when we talked about that, I was a little bit offended because I was trying to say I thought I was clear when I said that. <laughs> but, of course, when you read his book, you'll see that uh, he has a different interpretation on what we say and what he thinks we said. Uh, but I want to thank him for that opportunity to uh, be able to share uh, with us specifically what he thought we said. This, this day is historical when it comes to us in uh, the United States of America. It's historical because uh, it's a point in history where we have to do something as a Christian community. It is our responsibility to change the temperature. It's our responsibility to get engaged in the process. It's our responsibility to not sit on the sideline and cheer other people on. It is our responsibility to be on the front lines. It's our responsibility to move to where the fire is so we can put the fire out. I'm talking about the natural fire so that the Holy Ghost can come in and transform the lives of those who we come in contact with. It is our responsibility today. And the question is, are we willing to be used by God? Are we willing to put it all on the line today? Are we willing to not sit by and allow our nation and our world to go to hell in a handbasket? It is our responsibility to do something at this particular time. But the question is, are we willing to do it? Today's message comes from Romans chapter number 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. And I'll be using the New Revised Standard Version of uh, God's Holy Word. Romans chapter number 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. Most of you probably have the uh, electronic version of it, uh, but uh, I will forgive you for that today. Romans chapter number 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. Uh, it says to us, I appeal to you, brothers, therefore. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters. It says, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship or your reasonable service, depending on what version of the Bible you have. And then verse number two says to us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is of what is the will of God what is good what is acceptable and perfect for by the grace given to me I say to everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think 
Hello, somebody. I know some folks want to send a text message right now to some folks that they know who work beside them and say, you not who you think you are. There's some folks, the lady over here laughing because she knows it's a co-worker. I hope she's not sitting next to you. Today's message is, uh, mine is a terrible thing to waste. Our minds are designed with creative ability. God has given each one of us a mind. He's given each one of us an opportunity to engage in the transformation of the world in which we are in. Every single person that is here, you remember I said Psalms 150 verse number 6, we're supposed to praise the Lord. That means that you are alive. There is something that God has called you to do at this particular point in history. All of us are alive now because God needs you to move into action to transform the community in which you live in. Y'all going to be quiet on me. But the Bible says the rocks will cry out. Don't make me go out to the playground and bring some rocks up in here. Because the rocks, guess what? They will say amen. If they, if they, and what we must understand is, is that God has called each one of us to make a difference in the world in which we are in. What do I mean by that? Uh, let me help you out. You know, the job that you're on, that's one of the worlds that it's your responsibility to make a difference in. The school that you go to, the classroom in which you're in, uh, if you're a teacher, you, you, it is your responsibility to transform that class. And I know it's challenging, you know, they say, well, you can't pray in school, but... Uh, who told you that you can't pray uh, in tongues in the classroom before they get there? Anoint the doorpost. Touch every seat with the anointing oil. Every book that you pass out, every crayon that you passed out. Every notebook, everything of glue that you provide, I'm talking about put the anointing oil on there to transform that into a Holy Ghost fire baptized place where there's going to be transformation that will take place. And we as Christians must be bold in what we do. We must stand for righteousness and we must not allow the world to transform us because we are transforming agents. And if we're going to do it, we have to do it right now. It is the perfect time for the church to stand up. Because the world is looking for a solution and there's none that are out there. And I'm here to say to you that they cannot find a solution in the world. It is here in the church. And God has given each one of us the ability to do our part in this process. 
And sometimes it's our responsibility to just plant a seed. It's not your job to water because somebody's going to come behind you and add a little water. And somebody's going to come behind you and weed it up. And then somebody come behind you and add a little bit more water. But it's our responsibility to do our part. And if we do our part, I'm here to say to you, there will be a transformation of the worlds in which we live in. But we must do our part. And I want to tell you something. When you start to do your part, there's going to be people who are going to come up against you, not, out, not only outside of the church, there's going to be some folks inside of the church that's going to come up against you and say, I don't know why you're doing that. That is none of your business. But it is your business. Because God has placed us here at this particular time in history to make a difference in the life of those who we come in contact with each and every day. And if we refuse to step up, God will replace us. Oh, you don't think he'll replace us? Well, let me give you, uh, you remember King Saul? You remember him, don't you? He got outside the will of God, didn't want to do what God wanted him to do, and David took his place. And what I'm saying to us is that if we refuse to step up, if the church refuses to step up and do what it's been called to do, the Lord will call somebody else out and put them in position so that they'll be willing to allow their voices to be heard to transform the nation in which we are in. And if we sit by and allow the world to go to a hell in a handbasket, it is going to be our responsibility to change it. If you're breathing, I'm talking to you. Over at Mount Orange, they'll say, Pastor, you walk in heaven. Some folks, you catch that when you get home. Now, you're walking on my toes, Pastor. But the goal is, is for us to move past the service today and do something. You don't like the way it is? Do something about it. You don't like that your neighbor don't mow their grass? Why don't you go over there and mow it for them? I'm talking about a transformation because the world tells us that it's mind your own business. The world tells us stay in our own home and don't interact with the folks who are next to us. So we've gone to the point where we don't even know who lives next door to us. We don't know who lives uh, on the street behind us. We don't know any of our neighbors. We move to a moment where we don't want to know who they are, what they're doing, and we don't even want to interact with them. but we must be willing to be engaged in the lives of those who live closest to us. We're in the homes that we live in, not by accident. God, you know God has a plan. God knows what he's doing. There's a reason why we are where we are. There's a reason why you're here today. Because God wants to empower you to move past where you are right now. And you're saying it's too big for me. I'm glad it is too big for you. 
because that's what God likes to do. He likes to get involved with people who are willing to say, we're going to do this. Church on the Rock said, well, we're going to do this. We're going to go to Gander Mountain. And that's where we're going to move to. And I'm sure, Pastor, some folks said, well, you have a nice building. Why you want to do that? Well, because the Lord told me to. And when the Lord tells you to do something, it is your responsibility to move to where God tells you to move to and move with an urgency because I'm here to say to you, if you move with an urgency, there's a particular reason why God wants to shift you. He wants to move you to where he needs you to be. Well, let me give you an example. You remember David when he was 17 years old or so? You remember David? David had to bring, he was a delivery boy, grocery store delivery boy from, just imagine, he worked at Walmart. His daddy sent him to Walmart, tell him to get some cheese and some bread and take it to your brothers. And he comes at the right time where the person who has qualifications and has medals and have certifications to go in and destroy an army and the folks who have all of the other certifications on the other side refuse to step up and this little boy says I refuse to allow you to talk to my God that way and he moves into action because he was at the right place his mind had been transformed. And what I'm saying to us today is, God is calling you to have the courage to move past what you see on the evening news or read in the Texarkana Gazette. He's calling you to say there can be reconciliation. He's saying that there can be changes in my neighborhood. You know, there's some folks that you have a challenge with that you don't like that, uh, guess what, are the same skin color that you are. Am I right about that? There's some folks that you don't like that are in your family. You know the uncle that comes to the barbecue and uh, eat up all the food and don't never bring nothing? Yeah, I, I mean, there's some people in your family that, that, that you say, oh, Lord, if he coming, I'm leaving. So what I'm saying is there's, there's, there's issues that we face with people who look like us. But we must be willing to reconcile ourselves. We must be willing to forgive those individuals who've done things wrong to us. And if we refuse to forgive people, we're not acting like Jesus. Oh, let me help you out there. So some of you, uh, let's, let me help you out on that one. Uh, Jesus is on the cross. He had been beaten all night. He had been hung on the cross. And he says, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. We must be willing to forgive. And sometimes it's tough to forgive somebody who has abused you. Hello, somebody. I'm not just, just not talking about uh, racial tension. I'm talking about people who've been sexually abused, some people who've been abused by their husband or, or by their wives. I serve on the domestic violence board. There are women who abuse husbands too. Hello, somebody. There are people at work who get abused by their supervisors and things like that. The gentleman over there laughing like, really? 
But what I'm saying to us is, is that there's all kinds of situations that people have been abused in, and we as a household of faith must be the people who are willing to bring about peace and show love and show forgiveness and reach across the line. And if we're going to reach across the line, we can transform Texacana, Ass Down, Hope, Decab, the whole state of Texas, the whole state of Arkansas, Louisiana. It can start here and spread all over the world. The prayer meeting that we had uh, downtown, uh, uh, some of the ministry partners that we have in the Philippines and in certain parts of Africa have done, uh, they've actually shown it there. And the comments that we're getting back, and they're saying, well, we need to do this here. We need to do this all over the world. And I'm I'm so thankful. I know that we don't understand in God's divine plans specifically why uh, Corona uh, came at this particular time or COVID-19 came at this particular time. But isn't it interesting that God calls some of us to stop being in the hustle and bustle of life trying to make ends meet and be at home? with our families, which is the first institution that God created. And we were able to spend some time with them, uh, and we were able to spend some time in prayer for those who took time to do that and reading Scripture every morning. When we were able to create an environment where there was love there, where we were able to eat meals together and things like that, because we didn't know specifically what the future was going to be. Uh, and I'm here to say to you that he brought us together so now that you have been on recess, it is time for us to go to work. Now, you've been on recess, you know. There's some of us who had to work throughout this, you know, but there's some folks who went on recess. I mean, you've been at home. But right now, what God is saying to you, I am calling you into action. I'm moving you off of the reserve forces, and I'm moving you into active duty. Because you do know that we're in the army of the Lord. And what God is saying to us today, that if you refuse to move forward, remember that a mind is a terrible thing to rape, a terrible thing to waste. How many of you all have uh, iPhones here? A whole lot of people have iPhones, right? I want you to imagine if Steve Jobs would have not used the mind that God gave him. I want you to think about that now. I want that to soak into your head. Ben Franklin, just imagine if he would have not used his mind, the mind that God gave him. Where would we be today? Come on now. We'd have been in the dark. Just imagine if George Washington Carver who helped 
create so many things from the peanut that's so unimaginable. Just imagine if he would have not used his mind. Where would we be right now? Is there some peanut butter and jelly folks up in here? There's some peanut butter and jelly folks up in here. What I'm saying to us is, is that there's something in your mind. With inventions come from the Lord. He has given you something to do with the mind that he's given you. So what are you going to do with it? I am convinced that the cure to some of the world's most deadly diseases is in the mind of a Christian. God's going to take this opportunity that when it's developed, that there's going to be a Christian that stand before the people and say, if it was not for the Lord who was on my side, if it was not for God and Jesus died on the cross for me, there's no way possible I'd have been able to provide the solution to this particular issue. God's going to get some glory. And I'm here to say to us that are here is, is that God wants to get some glory from you. He wants to give you an opportunity to stand in the limelight. He wants to give, he wants the spotlight to be on you, not so that you may say, it's me, Lord. You're going to say, no, and you're not going to tell the world it's me. You're going to say, well, if it was not for the Lord, I would not be able to do what I'm doing right now. And the Lord is waiting on you to say, hear my Lord, use me. And I'm here to say to you that if you call on him and say, Lord, I'm ready to go into the fight that you called me into, he's recruiting today. He's looking today. How can I say that? As we look at Psalms 139, verse number 13 and verse number 14. For it says, for I, for it was you who formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me before my mom and my daddy got together, before my grandmother and my grandfather got together, before my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather got together, you knew that I was going to be in Somebody ain't heard me up in here. Um, I, he, he knew that they were going to come together at the right time. So in 2020 that you could be here and he knitted you together and it says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that knows well. So if anybody told you that you are nobody, that you aren't anything, I'm here to say to you, and I'm going to cancel those words, whether it came from your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister. We're canceling those words today because God has designed you to be here in 2020 on June the 14th to transform Texarkana, to transform the nation, to transform the world. God has called you to do a greater work than what you're doing right now. Recess is over. It is time for you to go to work. It's time for you to do what God has called you to do. It's time to do it now. 
he has ordained this moment in history for you to rise from the ashes of disappointment, to rise from the ashes of chaos, to rise from the ashes of confusion, to rise from the ashes of discontent, to rise from the ashes of not having enough, to rise from the ashes of failure, to rise from the ashes of fear. He's calling you to rise right now and take your position and take what God has ordained for you. And we will not be defeated at this particular time in history. We're going to take it over. You can tell the devil now he may as well pack his bags because the sheriff from the eviction department up in heaven is on his way. And it will not happen here in Texarkana because we prayed and the angels are waiting. And transformation will take place, and it will start here, and the revival will start. But I need some folks who are willing to say, Lord, start it now. And when the revival starts, we'll hear the wind blowing. And we'll see those who have been ill. Those who faced all kinds of situations and all kinds of diseases will see the transformation take place. And the doctors, is there anybody working in the nursing profession here? I, I, don't get mad at me when I say this. Any doctors that are here, any administrators here, don't get mad at me now. But I like to put it in the atmosphere where, you know, the hospitals uh, go out of business. I don't want you to get mad at me because God will reposition you into another profession with a lot more money. But I just want to let you know something. God has the ability to heal everybody. Can, can I get a witness on that, that he can heal everybody? In the Bible, it talks about where Jesus left one location and he could do a great work there, but he goes to another location. They say he healed a whole lot of folks up in there. It was so many folks that he healed. Guess what? That they could not even record all of the miracles that happened there. That's what I'm looking for. And let me tell you, if it's in the Word, I believe it can happen. And it says that he can heal, walk in faith. Walk in faith. Doctor says this, say thank you doctor for your uh, practice. But I'm believing that the Lord's going to heal me. And I'm here to say to you, if we keep talking to ourselves, something starts to happen in our bodies where it starts to line up with the Word of God. And it starts to line up with the Word of God saying, Lord, I want to be healed. Lord, I want to be whole. Lord, I want to be transformed. I want to be that person that can stand before the congregation and say, the doctor said that I had this, but now I'm healed. It is our responsibility to be the transforming agent. It's our responsibility, brothers and sisters, for us to go into 
our places of employment or the classrooms in which we're in. And for those who may be in a jail cell who watch this later on, it's your responsibility to change that into the temple of God. And yes, you will be challenged, but I'm here to say to you that if you stand on the word, you may experience persecution, but the one that I serve, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, the one that I serve has the power to come in and move you from being the secretary to the CEO. But you must be willing to be faithful and have your minds renewed and have your minds transformed because that is your reasonable service. You must be willing to move past the fear, past the anxiety, past the disappointment because if you move past those things, the Lord that I serve has the ability to transform the places in which you are in. It's your responsibility. And I know some of you are saying, well, you're praying to God, saying, Lord, would you come down and do it? Straight from heaven today. He ain't coming. Some of y'all look shocked when I said he ain't coming. Let me help y'all. He's not coming because you are here. And he has put you in the position to make the difference in the life of those who you come in contact with. It is our responsibility to be a change agent in the environments in which we're in. Today, you have been called into action. And some of you are saying, Pastor, why don't you do it? Leadership team, why don't you do it? I'm saying to you today, it's time for every member, Church on the Rock, Mount Orange, every church in this region, it's time for us to move out of recess back into what God has called us to do. We've been called into action. Do I have anybody who will go with me? Can I see the hands of those who are willing to go with me? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for going with me because we're not going alone. And sometimes the world will say that it's impossible, but the Bible tells me nothing is impossible with the Lord. So our goal today is going to be important. We're not going to waste any more time. We're going to go into action. We're going to move into action to do a transformation of our community now. Not next month, not next week, but now. When you go to get gas today at Walmart or at uh, Exxon or at Shell, and you see somebody on the pump, you need to tell them that Jesus loves them. We have to be the change agents. We have to move in a different mindset. And if we move in a different mindset, we will change form the communities in which we live. It is our responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, to transform our community. But my question to you today, what you going to do? 
They're going to ask you, well, what did this guy from Mount Orange Baptist Church talk about? I want you to tell him one, one thing first. He talked about a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And then he challenged us on the second thing, to take action. Third thing, he said, don't waste any more time. And if you, on the fourth thing, wrap that thing in an understanding of the will of God for your life, you'll be able to transform the neighbors that are next door to you, down the street, in the classroom with you, those neighbors that are in, uh, that you work beside, uh, those individuals that you know, you'll be able to transform this community and it will be a beacon of light where people will come and say, how did you all do it? And you'll be able to say, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. I want to thank you very much, Pastor, for the opportunity. And I want to pray that God will continue to open additional doors for you and also uh, your ministry and what he has called you to do. There's much more that he wants you to do. Just walk by faith, Pastor. And on behalf of, uh, I heard you say you're a couple of thousand short on the Gander Mountain, right? Off to, off, almost to a half million. Well, on behalf of... Uh, the board of directors of one of our nonprofits, uh, we want to give you $500. Uh, and uh, that's for Gander Mountain. Uh, and uh, because uh, I'm believing God for something bigger, but $500 won't get it. But it'll help you get to where you want to go because I know how God operates. So I want to bless you. We'll get that to you this week. We want to bless you in the congregation. Uh, and some people say, well, why, why would you give the church that has a lot of money? They're almost about to get a million dollars. You know why? Because you invest in good soil. And if you invest in good soil, what I'm here to say to you, what will happen is, is that that, that seed will produce more fruit. So you must be willing to invest in good soil. And if you invest in good soil, I'm here to say to you, the windows of heaven will be open and there will be something flowing out to bless you. God bless you. I thank you very much for the time today. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you, uh, Church on the Rock, for this opportunity. Uh, as we close out, I think they're going to play some music as we pray. Uh, if that's okay, Pastor, we're going to yeah, pray at this ahead. particular time. Uh, there are some folks here, you're dealing with some illnesses, blood pressure, you're tired of taking the pills, uh, you're having uh, some vision issues. If I call it out for you, uh, just stand up because let me make sure I'm in the right vein. Uh, there's, amen, th th there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. I just need to make sure, yes, there it is, all right. Uh, there's some people who are dealing with uh, some uh, liver issues. And, and, and uh, you don't know, uh, and the doctors don't know specifically how to solve your particular issue. So uh, if you're dealing with a liver issue, I need you to stand right now. Uh, there's somebody here who a family member has a tumor on their brain. 
uh, and the doctor said that it's inoperable. There's no way that the doctor can deal with it. The doctor doesn't know what to do, how to fix it. But we're going to pray today, and we're going to touch and agree today that the Lord will move in a mighty way. And when they go back to the doctor, the doctor's going to say that it's shrunk. Uh, there's somebody who's dealing with uh, an issue with your finances. Uh, wait before you stand. I want to be very specific. Uh, you have been a tither. You have been a person who is a giver, and it seems as if something is blocking the blessings from coming to you. If you're, if you're here and you're in that particular situation, I need you to stand. Uh, you, you, you're tithing, you're giving, amen, thank you very much, amen, thank you very much, amen, thank you very much. Uh, there's somebody here who, uh, there, there's a business idea on the inside of you, there's a witty invention that you know that it'll work, but you've not connected to the right people, and you're looking for divine appointments. If you're here today, would you just please stand? You have, you have a business idea, and it's a witty, thank you very much, sir, thank you very much, uh, and I'm here to say to you today that God is moving right now. This is a defining moment. This is a moment in history where it's going to change today. This particular time at 1210, it is going to change for you. There's going to be a transformation when you leave here today. Uh, move in the expectation that God is going to do it in your life. There's other illnesses. There's somebody who has a heart disease. There's blockage on your, uh, there's blockage in you are taking medicine and you've had one stint put in, but it seems as if it's not working right. If you're here today, I need you to stand. Whoever has a heart issue, it could be somebody online that's experiencing this, and we're going to pray for you today. I'm not sure if you're here or maybe they're online. Are you know somebody that's close to your mother or your father is dealing with this particular issue. Is there anybody in this place who has this heart issue? Over here. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Father, in the name of Jesus. God have mercy. These who are standing right now are standing because they need you to move at 12-11 on June the 14th in 2020. Right now, Lord, we want you to move where they feel your presence entering right now in their bodies. They feel the, uh, the, 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 the situations that they're facing. They feel the illnesses in their bodies subsiding right now. Lord, even today, those who are seeking, Lord God, to find uh, the, the connections right now, Lord God, connections to their business ideas. Uh, and Lord God, they need somebody in, in marketing to help them. They need somebody in finance, Lord God, to help them. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask, Lord God, that you will cause divine connections to happen even on this particular day where they will be able to come back and sow into this ministry right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, there are those who are sitting, Lord God, who, are, who don't know specifically what to do on tomorrow. They're at their wits' end, Lord God. They don't know specifically, Lord God, uh, if they're going to be able to feed themselves tomorrow. Lord God, I ask for a 
grocery bag to show up at their front door. I ask for a divine connection. Even today, Lord God, at 12, 13, even today, I need you to lay it on somebody's heart who's listening now to say, I want to bless that person, and they don't even know specifically why, but I ask right now, Lord God, that you will move. Lord, I ask that you will touch Touch this congregation, Lord God, as it moves, Lord God, into this new arena. Lord God, I ask right now that they move, Lord God, debt-free, not owing anything, any contractor, anything that they will have what they need, Lord God, to move in a debt-free mold as they move to proclaim your word to this nation. Lord, I ask right now that the favor of God would move through this man of God right now, him and his family, Lord God. Anything that has hindered him from reaching his fullest potential right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I cast out any doubt, any word that have been spoken against him, we cancel them in the name of Jesus. Any resistance to the direction that you placed on his heart, we cancel it now. In the name of Jesus, touch his wife, Lord. Touch his children and his grandchildren. Let them, Lord God, get ready to move into this new season. We thank you, Lord God, for, Lord God, the national platform that you will open up for him, Lord God, to spread the gospel. Lord, we ask right now that you give him, Lord God, the words that he needs to say to the presidents and to the ambassadors that he's going to speak to. We ask right now, Lord God, that you give him the words that he needs to speak to the kings and the queens that are in the world. We ask right now, Lord God, that you were strengthening, Lord God, his continence, that you were strengthening, Lord God, his wisdom and his knowledge and his insight, that he'll be able, Lord God, to move in the arenas in which you called him to. We ask right now, Lord God, that you'll move now, that you will touch now. Touch, Lord God, this ministry, Lord God. Touch their voices, that they'll be able to be heard around the world shouting, Lord God, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In the name of his holy name, I pray. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Give me a big hand. Thank you, Brother Johnny. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why don't you stand to your feet as we prepare to close. Give him one more big hand. We appreciate you being with us today. God bless you. Thank you. Appreciate you being with us today. We're going to have a closing song, an opportunity for personal prayer. If you need that, we have a prayer team. Actually, if you'll just go ahead and slip across the front here, our prayer team. And in just a moment, during this last song, if you need prayer for anything, you just come forwards and they'll, they'll pray for you. We're honored to have you with us today. Thank you. God bless you. His message. You know, how many know to leave church and not do something? You've made a mistake. The Bible says don't just be a hearer of the word, but a what? 
a doer. Right now, America is still in trouble with the hostility that is permeating in our land. People are searching for answers. I want to give you three very practical things that you can do. One, you can start today. I don't have to pray and ask God that if I see someone, for example, let's say I, uh, I'm going to Albertsons, running to get some groceries, and I see someone of a, uh, a different color skin or someone that's different from me, I don't have to ask the Lord if I want to prefer them to go through the door first. I don't have to ask the Lord if I want to get their cart and give it to them first. I mean, no, an act of kindness will speak volumes yes. to a world of uncertainty. Yes. Every one of us can sow seeds like that today. The second thing is just simply to ask the Lord. Now you say, well, that sounds pretty interesting, Pastor. I know it does, but it's true. About 10 days ago, I asked the Lord what I was supposed to do, what our church was supposed to do. And I felt the Lord say, number one, first to convene an a, a interracial unity panel in your church. Brings black and white people on stage, let them talk about how the church, not just the church, but the church of Jesus Christ has helped them become people that love each other and a Amen. family. And we did that. Second thing he said to do was to start do that prayer meeting that we did last weekend. We did that. Third thing that the Lord told me to do was to ask this brother to come preach. We did that. Fourth thing the Lord told me to do was to do some very deliberate and strategic radio and Facebook uh, 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 promotions, not promotions, but, but messages that are Bible-centered about how it can help the nation with this. And I was praying today, and he was here, and I heard him talking to me about uh, one of the ministries that he has. He said, uh, I train young teenage boys. And I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, listen, Pastor Mike and them, they do their boombox, which is they go in four or five uh, housing complexes, inner city groups in our church, uh, in our city, and they go five days a week during the school year, and they go for about 30, 45 minutes, and they teach them about Jesus like a Sunday school on wheels. But the problem is when the kids get older and teenagers, we don't have anything for them. Well, maybe we do have something we for do. them now. We do. Amen. So, so as you're... As you're as you're just going, you listen to the Lord and you try to bring things together and bring people together. And if the Lord hadn't spoken to you, I can tell you this. There are some vital things that are happening in the life of our church now that are helping people across our community that you can just get on board without having to go to the mission field. Artie and Karen right now, they are still feeding. They have fed thousands of people. Yeah. Thousands of people ministering in the homeless area. Ministering to, to uh, ladies that have uh, uh, children but are homeless. Uh, 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 helping with the Flower Acres Church. Uh, we have people that are still going to there. They're feeding every week, feeding thousands of pounds of food, just going and joining ourselves. And the list is long. There's many other things that are going on in the life of our church. The word to you is this. Do something. Do something. Because the answer is not going to be on Fox or CNN for what Amen. the world needs to do for this racial crisis yes. in America. Their answer is in God's church Amen. by acting under the guidance of the Holy Spirit Amen. and being the church. Give the Lord a good hand today. He's worthy of all our praise. We're going to have one last song and then dismiss. Again, you can use all four exits. Please social distance as you go. If you need prayer, you can either just stay seated where you are or you can come to the front and they'll pray for you. On your way out, uh, if you wanted to drop off your tithe, if you don't do it electronically, you can do that. If you want to give an offering to a Brother Johnny, we'll make sure that gets to him. Just leave that in the buckets there and just designate it. Love offering. But uh, let me invite this to this last prayer before we go. If you need Jesus in your life, yes. 
and you're away from God, I want to encourage you to come and let somebody pray for you. Nobody has to tell you. If you're away from God, if you have been running from God, if you need to get right with God, if you need God's forgiveness in your life, I want to encourage you to come and talk to one of these people around the altar today and let them talk to you about how you can have a real relationship with God. I love you. Thanks for coming. Next week we'll have the kids here. Go ahead and sing, Pastor Zach. Sing this out together, every voice. I'm not here. together one more time. I'm caught up. as long as you'd like to hang out with us and worship we'll be here uh just remember that we do have four exits you can be dismissed uh just whenever you'd like and we just pray that you have a blessed day today